0: James on 2 FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare looking after you always. So, lads, an industry worth hundreds of millions of Euro with the lack of proper regulation is bound to have problems. And that is the situation that has led to Ireland becoming the puppy farm capital of Europe. Think about that for a second. It's quite frightening. Well, Hannah Unger is a lawyer who has some simple suggestions to improve the situation for dogs all over Ireland. I'm delighted to say Hannah is in studio. Good morning. Good morning. Lovely to have you. So, Hannah, you're a a lawyer by trade. What got you working on behalf of dogs and and dog shelters?
1: So, I started fostering dogs in 2022 um, for a wonderful charity called Dogs Angels Ireland. And that really opened my eyes to how bad things are for dog rescues. And, excuse me, the law firm that I work for, Field Fisher Ireland, They encourage us to do a certain amount of pro bono hours per year. Mm -hmm. So that's great. And I decided to use my skills for good and I assembled a team in work. And um, we've been looking into reforms to dog breeding legislation on a pro bono basis since then.
0: When you start (coughs) looking into the dire situation, were you shocked?
1: Yes. um, And I suppose only since I started following all the rescue pages did I see, you know, how bad things were. Um, So... Yeah. Um, that, Scary stuff. Yeah. Scar-
0: OK, well, let's start with some of the facts and the figures. What do we know about the amount of dogs handed into shelters each year
1: and how how many are put down? So the most recent statistics that are available are for 2022. Mm-hmm. And they show that 7,352 dogs entered Irish Pounds um, for, for 2022. And that's a 77% increase from 2021. And there was also a 50% increase in dogs being euthanized from the previous year. So we have no reason to believe that 2023 will be any different. In fact, Dogs Trust recently said that it's worse. It's worse. They received the highest number of surrender requests um you know in 2023 since they've opened their doors That's in 2009. Right. So yeah, it's it's not getting any better.
0: Okay, now you say that Ireland is the the puppy farm capital of Europe. How how did
1: that situation come about and how do we
0: how do we compare
1: to other EU countries? So um in terms of how it came about, well, it's a very lucrative business. Yeah. Um, it's worth over 187 million euro. Um, and when you have lax laws, lack of enforcement and people who are willing to abuse dogs for profit, then it's a recipe for disaster. Um, So in terms of the numbers, there's approximately 90 dog breeding establishments in Ireland. Um, so they're also known as puppy farms and they can uh, supply dogs to the Irish consumer market or they're exported to either the UK or Singapore, countries like that. Okay. Um, but just because dog breeding establishments are licensed doesn't mean everything's necessarily above board. Things can go wrong. Um, you know, the puppy farm that was the subject of the BBC Panorama documentary a few years ago, that was a licensed puppy farm. It was licensed? Yeah, and that's still in existence. And there's wow. also a number of illegal puppy farms in Ireland. Um, and the RSPCA estimates that there's around 30,000 puppies born in puppy farms each year. And that figure doesn't take account of the puppies that are born to backyard breeders, illegal puppy farms, registered sellers private individuals and the DSPCA I think that figures around 70,000 per year. So the numbers are huge.
0: Okay. So I didn't know that, that you know most dog breeding establishments are legitimate but th- they have problems and there's problem yeah. cases. Uh, so how does the industry operate here and, and and tell me what kind of problems are we seeing? Um, overcrowding I would say. Yeah,
1: so I suppose the like yes the, the problems are you know it, it, when the problems go bad that you know overcrowding mm. sometimes they see dogs you know there was a recent case of a, a puppy farm closure in cork and um, the dogs were found soaked in urine walking in feces overcrowding they were terrified of humans um there was more dogs than the person was licensed for so you know they're the kind of problems that you can see um and then in terms of you know um uh, sorry, did you ask me about EU countries? I was wondering.
0: Yeah, tell me about other EU countries. You said we're the, um, like we are the puppy
1: farm capital of Europe. So mm. in comparison to other EU countries. Yeah, so I suppose when we're it, when looking at other EU countries, um, I've noticed that there's three things that that need to that they need for things to work well. So good laws, good enforcement of those laws and kind people. Um, I would say Sweden is the gold standard um, because they have all three good laws, good okay. enforcement and kind people. Belgium also has quite good laws. Um, France is quite good as well, but they also have quite high abandonment rates um, and they're, they have similar numbers to us in terms of dogs and shelters and pounds um, when you look at per capita figures.
0: Okay, so in layman's terms, it, it's, um, it's easier for us to get... Legitimate puppy farm, a license, so to speak. It's easier f- for someone in Ireland to get a, a, a license to be a, a puppy farm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's relatively easy to to apply. You know, you can you just, um, you know, submit a form. You oh. pay a nominal fee. OK. Um, and it, it's it's easy. It's easy to set up. Yeah. So you you basically have to have if you have six or more breeding bitches on on your premises, then you are you need to register as a puppy farmer or. As a a dog breeding establishment. Yeah, sure. Okay. so what else do we need to what else do we need to do? Um, Well, there's some key reforms that I would be suggesting um, and, you know, things like that would be amending the legislation which regulates dog breeding establishment and registered sellers. Um, bringing the responsibility of dog breeding under one government department. So currently it's split between the Department of Agriculture and the Department of Rural Community and Development, and that's creating inefficiencies. So if we bring it under one government department, it would create greater oversight, regulation and enforcement. Then also things like incentivizing neutering. So I think that would really help control the population of unwanted dogs. Um, for example, in Singapore, people get... Reduce dog license fees if their dogs are neutered. And in certain states like Victoria in Australia, um, the, there's greater funding given to dog, uh, dog rescues and councils to offer free or cheaper neutering services. And then establishing an independent regulator. That would obviously be great um, to oversee the work of the, the local authorities okay. who inspect puppy farms. Do you see that happening here in the near future? Like we're in dire straits at the moment. Like things yeah. are pretty bad so the I think the certainly the the independent regulator is probably a longer term aim I think the, for funding wise you know that might take a while to set up but there's certainly some simple changes that could be brought about you know immediately um so things for example um the dog breeding establishment guidelines they were introduced in January 2019 and they were introduced to improve standards in puppy farms mm-hmm. um however they're not mandatory so there's no consequences for non-compliance um tra- increasing transparency there's currently no requirement on local authorities to publish inspection reports for puppy farms. So that's resulting in a lack of transparency and that's something that could be fixed. Um, increasing fines. Um, it's such a lucrative inter- industry. You know, there should be much higher fines for breaching regulations and also operating unlicensed premises. Um currently there's no cap on the number of breeding bitches that someone can have on a puppy farm and the largest one in Ireland currently has 300 breeding bitches and that doesn't take account of the number of stud dogs and puppies that are present so there's huge numbers um also setting age restrictions on the dogs that can be bred so currently you can breed a dog from 6 months old but uh, you know most dogs oh are still babies at that point um and also setting a retirement age for for the dogs as there's no there's no uh, retirement um
0: Hannah, I had no idea about the lack of regulation we have. Mm. I just thought, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who thought the same, mm. that there was just these puppy farms and they were the bad guys and they were doing everything. Mm. I didn't know there was just, there was no, there's no regulation and there's no mm. care in, involved. Mm. Um, I really hope we get to a stage where we can get on board with this. But as, as a you know, just people of Ireland, what can we do? Obviously, stop <laughs> <Yes>. shopping <laughs> for puppies.
1: Yeah, I suppose the breeders will continue to breed so long as the market is there. Is there um, yeah. And I think if an independent regulator was set up, um, they actually have one of, uh, an independent regulator in South Australia called the Dog and Cat Board. And um, they do a lot of things like creating education campaigns for the public. And I think that would be a, a huge help. Um, to bring awareness to this because when I start, for, first started looking into this I didn't even know puppy farming was legal
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I'm sure a lot of people would be surprised to hear that it is regulated or you know so I, I, I think having a regulator would um, do a lot of good in, in, in that uh, sense Yeah. Um, but I suppose my message to everyone would be you know um, stop buying dogs. <laughs> There's plenty of dogs looking for good homes. You can get any breed you want in a in a pound or a rescue these days. There's amazing rescues like you know the likes of Dogs Angels Ireland, Wicklow Animal Welfare, Husky Rescue Ireland, My Lovely Horse Rescue, who I actually fostered with this week. Um, what did you foster? I uh, fostered a gorgeous dog called Nova um and she she came from the Dublin County Dog Shelter and she was uh, due to get eye surgery so we we fostered her before Aww, she got her surgery so geez. she's looking for a home <laughs> um she was she was great so um Um, A lot of
0: texts coming in. Somebody said, dog groomer here, seeing the cold face of bad breeding daily, animals are really suffering uh, and the public are funding this. I think that's the message Mm -hmm. as well, isn't it? The public are funding this. If you're going to buy from a farm or from, you know, a puppy farm, illegal, legal, whatever, you are funding this. Um, Hi, Jen. I'm an experienced dog owner. I've tried to adopt from numerous shelters, but they won't give us the time of day because we have two children under six, this texter says. We really want to adopt rather than uh, shop, but we keep being turned down. Um, what would your advice be for us? We have waited five years to get a dog. Um, what should we do? What would your advice be for
1: that person? Be I would say contact any of the rescues, explain your situation, and say you know this is the, these are my circumstances, and the right dog will come up. The reason that the shelters have those stipulations in place for certain dogs is you know a dog may be bouncy, it might knock over a child, like it. it they have to have those. Um, uh, stipulations, but I, you know, it. Everyone should be able to rescue. There, there is a dog for everyone, and there are so many good dogs looking for homes. And you know, don't there's there's so don't just give up after looking. Say, you know, the two biggest rescues, for example, like there's the loads DSPCC. of rescues. There's loads of rescues. Yeah. Um. Loads of uh, pounds and um, yeah. I hope, hopefully, pounds. I wish that person that you know looking. So you've it.
0: mentioned a few. You mentioned uh, my lovely horse rescue. You've yes. mentioned
1: uh, Wicklow Wicklow Animal Welfare. And sorry, I just want to credit Wicklow Animal Welfare in particular because they they sort of prompted us to start looking into this. We're not aligned to any particular group, but um, Wicklow Animal Welfare rescue from. A, you know, horrible uh, backyard breeding situations and puppy farms, and you know they're they're doing amazing work. So I just want to credit them.
0: Absolutely, and Dogs Trust, where I got my dog from, yes, are your gorgeous dogs, my lovely dogs, Snoop. <laughs> uh, you wrote an article on the topic of puppy farms to the Irish Independent in December. What was the reaction? And how hopeful are you that meaningful change is going to happen? Um vastly.
1: yeah no it, it got a great reaction Good. I'm delighted um, you know particularly being e- even invited on here today it was, it was, you know it's an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. and also um, the article actually got read out in the Shannon this week which I couldn't believe it was amazing um, so really delighted um, but uh, you know the, the Department of Antishak they recently published uh, the spring legislative programme and um, the government is has confirmed that they're drafting the heads of bill to amend the Dog Breeding Establishments Act so you know, that needs to be prioritised and I'm hopeful once, you know, that that amendment bill does come through that meaningful changes will be there.
0: I just want to read out this text. Not all breeders are puppy farms. There are breeders who breed to a standard and abide by the Irish Kennel Club Code of Ethics. Uh, responsible breeders are the ones to purchase a purebred dog from, not the puppy farms, anyone looking for dogs should do their research on the breeder. I mean, that's the most important line there, I suppose. Do absolutely. your research. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. I mean, in Sweden, for example, there's no puppy farms and people, people still, you know, they buy from breeders and and they also obviously re- they rescue dogs from here they, even Ireland there was 700 dogs rescued from Ireland uh, this year by Swedish rescue wow. but people can guarantee that the dogs that they're buying in Sweden come from safe safe ethical circumstances they regulated slowly yes and ethically they're not just available at the click of a button um you know you have to wait for the dog that that you want it, you know you should there shouldn't just be a fast fashion type industry for dogs but exactly like no one is saying we're trying to outlaw breeding here. <laughs> We, just, you know, want to we just want to regulate. We just want to regulate. It. We want it, to make sure yeah. the dogs are safe and coming from good circumstances. Absolutely.
0: Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Hannah Unger is an associate at Fieldfisher Ireland, which provides pro bono legal advice to animal welfare groups. Jen Zampirelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leah Healthcare, looking after you always.